to the Mental Health Food Camp Podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast where four psychotherapists, three of us sitting in the same room in Canada, one of us sitting in a room in California, serve you cutting edge mental health knowledge. I am Dr. Ryan Howes, a clinical psychologist from Pasadena, California. And I'm Dr. Brooke Lewis, a registered clinical counselor from the greater Vancouver area of British Columbia, Canada. And I'm Joanna Boyd, psychotherapist from (laughs) (laughs) Port Moody. Chris Boyd, psychotherapist from Coquitlam. (laughs) I thought you were just going to be like, you know. Welcome back, everybody. Just noting the fact that we haven't actually recorded a podcast for a month. Yeah, uh, we've released one a couple weeks ago. One of our one of our Vancouver sessions, but uh, here we are back again in full form. Yay! So good. Summer, yeah. summer travel, summer events have kind of postponed us, but we're back in action. Indeed. Yep to serve up some cutting edge mental health knowledge, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Just respond. This is great. <laughs> good. good banter. Um, <laughs> no, anything sweet. happening in, uh, in Canada here in early August, 2022? Uh-huh. Uh, crazy amounts. Um, I can banter about my niece's cool job. Ooh. So my niece is 15. Mm-hmm. So that's when you're I think you're allowed to start working at 15 right yeah. not any younger yeah and um somehow it was passed along to her this like some sometimes there's positions up here that are like government funded uh, or supported positions so the government's actually paying for her position at this company <clears throat> but she's working at um I guess it's considered like a raptor rescue I I think it's called so there's like owls and eagles and like raptor birds that go there and need to be rehabilitated and so her job is to like clean the cages and feed them and uh give tours to people so she's telling us about this on her on the weekend this is her first job and it's like a eight-week position and she's it's a nonprofit agency so the government has funded a few positions for the summer for people to work there and she was one of the lucky ones that got it isn't that a crazy first job that's pretty that's great. great that is a fantastic first job i love that yeah yeah so there's like um like a an owl that they're not going to send back so it just like hangs out in the office I forgot the owl's name, but just like hangs out there. Oh yeah, not yeah. even in a cage. No, either? it's wow. just like like a pet almost, yeah, but just, not. Just stares at people, the guys. Yeah, and uh, she has to like feed some of the other ones like live mice. Um, and she was saying some of them want to come in and like swarm and attack you, so you actually like have to hold up a garbage can lid to protect yourself because they're gonna like swoop down while you're like throwing live mice into their cage stuff like that i was like this is crazy wow it's also crazy because she's like uh, sometimes a little bit nervous about things like she really hates mosquitoes but you know just like normal things i'm like but you're feeding mice to like bald eagles she's like yep that's what i'm doing 
Wow. It's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool. Wasn't she feeding an owl or a eagle or something? And her colleague is supposed to be holding the garbage pill lid, but he got freaked out and went off. He (laughs) didn't even come into the cage. He stayed in the hallway. And she was like, You're supposed to like protect us so I could feed them. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to Google what kinds of birds are raptors because I'm not all that into my things with technology but yeah they're that's birds of prey really eagles falcons hawks buzzards osprey owls vultures yeah. yeah that's amazing so this is your first job go and go and hang out with birds of prey in uh in an office that's amazing right that's great wow that is pretty good like it was pretty mind-blowing i i don't know i thought her first job would be like McDonald's. Well, maybe not McDonald's because she was pretty adamant about not working in like fast food, but or like chapters. Uh, I could have that would have made sense. Cool job. Yeah. Michael's, but um okay. Lightning round here. First jobs, everybody. Go. Like with a company? I don't know. I mean, first first job. Yeah, like first job paid with yeah, paid by a company, I guess. Okay. Um, I was the evening receptionist at our counseling practice, so I won't count that. That was a high school job. Uh, a restaurant called Joey, Joey Tomatoes. So now it's called, they dropped the tomatoes, now it's Joey. So I worked in the kitchen, not like it too much. It lasted three months and I uh, got a new job after that. Yeah. Uh, I also was an evening receptionist um, at the practice, but uh, company, other company-wise, Bootlegger. It's a clothing company. Bootlegger. This is summer, yeah, summer of grade 11. Yeah. Nice. After that was like the grocery store and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was uh, White Spot, which is a family restaurant, up, is a family restaurant up here. So I started working there right when I turned 16 and I was there for like seven years. Started as like the busser and then the hostess and then a server. And yeah. Good stuff. Are you well, I know that the rules are like you gotta be sixteen, I think, here for for actual employment. But for some reason, the the paper carrier uh, job kind of snuck in under that because I was nine with a paper after school paper route, um, delivering in, the, in in my neighborhood, delivering the Bend Bulletin in Bend, Oregon, and every afternoon right after school, three o'clock, the papers would come and I'd have to deliver them and then have to go collect money from folks by myself which was really weird I, I think about that now like gosh I would never let my nine-year-old do that these days but maybe maybe it was character building I don't know yeah different time yeah a, my brother had a paper route and I helped him out a lot of the time too the Coquitlam now our local one and yeah. uh we got paid like absolutely nothing it was like yeah. Oh, yeah. six dollars total or five dollars total for delivering like 200 papers wasn't it like 10 cents or like five cents a- yeah it was like well well below minimum wage oh, for- yeah i was working six days a week doing this job you know two three hours a day plus the the, the collection stuff and i think i would get about 90 dollars a month <laughs> 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 and i thought that was big money i mean it was many years ago I was like okay great i got 90 bucks that was that was wild yes yeah. But I retired from that. So last year, yeah. Last year I stopped delivering the Ben Bolton. That's right. <laughs> well, 
that is a uh, yeah. That's that's interesting. You guys, a lot of food service here, huh? A lot of uh, kitchen work and yeah, grocery work and that sort of thing. That's cool. Uh, well, that actually kind of lends well to our ambush topic. You guys ready? Whoa! Let's hear it. Shall we jump in? Let's jump in. I get to be the the ambusher this week. I have the topic. You don't. We've touched on something similar to this before, but I think this will be a different conversation. Okay, you ready? Ready. I'm sending the topic to myself. Here we go. The topic is laziness. Oh. Uh, what is laziness? What can we do about it? How do we distinguish laziness from other issues? So there's a story behind this, but that's 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 the topic. Good topic. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Can we have a definition? You all get, we might have to come up with that. Uh, I mean, I think, of course, there's like a different dictionary definition, but I think as clinicians, I, I often, here's the story behind this, is I often hear my clients talking about, oh, I just, I'm, I'm just too lazy. I'm too late. And oftentimes it's people who are very highly accomplished and achieving people. And they're like, I'm just so lazy. Um, I, I need, I just need to do more. I need to push more. And sometimes there'll be things that they're, they're, they're pushing aside, but, uh, uh, I think maybe this whole conversation will be trying to define what actually laziness is because I, I, think, some, I think there's some things that, that bleed into it. So, uh, what do you guys think about this topic? Let's, let's see what that yeah, it comes up a lot. Yeah. Uh, laziness, of course, has negative connotation to it. Yeah. Often associated with like a lack of motivation. I have things I need to do, but I'm just not doing it. I'm frustrated with myself. So uh, yeah, that, that term comes up frequently. Yeah, it's all kind of rolled in there, isn't it? Like being unmotivated or procrastinating, lazy. Sorry, that's our speaker that keeps beeping for the listeners. I thought it was dying in the battery, so I tried to plug it into the cord, and now it's beeping a lot. So we might just cut that. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, we, we did talk about procrastination once upon a time, probably one of our earlier uh, discussions. I think Joe brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's related, but... I think I actually think that that procrastination is one of the things that people that kind of overlap with laziness, I think. Procrastination. Yeah. 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 All right. I'll just show my, my cards here. Here's what I'm thinking about when I'm working with clients and they talk about laziness. Oftentimes, I think they're talking about when, when, once we dive into what that laziness is, you know, um, they might be saying, gosh, I've got so much to do at work and I just, I just, I'm not doing it and I'm so lazy when actually they are burnt out, mm. which I don't think is the same thing as actually being lazy. I, sometimes people are in, in a pattern of avoidance, which I think is the procrastination thing. Like this is just something I don't want to do in the first place. And it's not so much that I'm uh, like lazy, but, um, I just, um, I, I just don't have any, like it's painful or there's something really uncomfortable about it. And I'm, I'm trying to avoid that discomfort. And 
the other is is that I find is when people are being a bit rebellious, right? Like this is something that I should do, something that someone else is telling me to do, but I'm I'm pushing back against that. I'm rebelling against it, and uh, and that looks like laziness too. Yeah, what do you well put about that. Yeah, no, I like that. So trying to find out the context of the situation because it's. Um, yeah, working with a client is often like trying to figure out what situations they're considered lazy. And then sometimes it's other people's perceptions of them, right? So I had a, uh, a fellow in his early 20s and the parents came in and says, you're so lazy, get up and do something or go do this or do your homework or, or um, you know, get a job, that kind of thing, right? So sometimes it's not even um, their perception of themselves, it's what other people think of them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Some people could get be given that label of lazy when they're actually pretty productive in, in some ways, just maybe not the ways the other people want them to be. I hear too with people who are used to being busybodies or individuals who are like, I, I don't have like, yeah, if they're not busy or if they're not doing a lot of stuff, they see themselves as lazy. So any downtime, like if they're sitting on the couch and they know that there's something to do, they got to do it. They can't just sit on the couch. It's um, so it's almost like they're not, they see otherwise I'll be lazy or that not doing anything for a while is a negative thing in that way as yeah, well. It's so like getting downtime. Downtime. They see that as laziness. As laziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great point. People who like, almost resist taking a vacation or taking a, you know, a personal day or something like that. I can't do that because that will be, I'll be lazy then. Right. Mm -hmm. It's interesting too. So I consider myself a busybody. And as you were saying that um, sometimes I phrase it where I say, Oh, I'm taking a lazy day, but in a positive way, Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm, but it, you know, after you said that it is actually judgmental. So I'm saying, hey, I'm taking a day of rest and I'm going to use a, a negative judgment and call that rest lazy. Yeah. Right? Versus a laid back or Versus, restorative day. Yeah, or a restorative day or a low key day or, or a downtime day. I say, oh, it's a well-deserved lazy day. You know, like yeah. I, I had to earn the right to sit and read a book for two hours when there's like, there's, I'm actually putting judgment on myself. Right. So are you saying then that laziness is a negative thing? I think people use it as a negative thing. Okay. But you notice for you, when you say, I think I'm putting using a judgmental term, calling it lazy, you're, you see lazy as a, I think more often than not yeah. it's seen that way. Yeah, okay. I had never really, I don't know. I think I saw it as more neutral when I was using it before, mm. but as we're talking about it now, I'm thinking, gosh, maybe I'm using that in a negative way like something to ponder it might not be yeah i think i I, the lazy sunday or the lazy we just had a nice lazy yeah morning i think that could just to me i hear that as probably pretty laid back and they probably really took their time with things or they didn't really do much or but i think maybe laziness looks different to people depending on who you are yeah yeah for sure i think sometimes you you've mentioned laziness but I don't think it has necessarily negative connotation in those situations. Mm-hmm. It's more of a sign that, hey, I've had a pretty busy, productive week. I deserve a lazy day. So, but uh, yeah, context, I guess, is super important. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that, yeah, the disclaimer, I guess that would get me like saying it's a well-deserved 
Yeah. Lazy day. Well, do you have to earn relaxation or do you need to earn an, uh, like a non-urgent day? Yeah. No, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yes, this is the mental health podcast. So, you know, yeah, we we see the value in relaxation and in actually unwinding. I think I think when you're talking about laziness in that context, it's almost like a like a self-effacing thing, right? Like, oh, I was just lazy today. And you're kind of saying, oh, you know, yeah, I was lazy this morning. Um, I think it's still a seen in a negative way, but you're like saying I, I treated myself with that decadent laziness, you know? Yeah. Yeah, how you frame it, I guess. Like it's a real treat once in a while, but mm-hmm. it's not a treat that would be helpful every day. Right. For right. me. Yeah, of course. Is yeah. Lazy, is laziness, would we call it a feeling or a state of being? That's good. I don't know, like I'm feeling lazy. Is that because I'm just not, I'm feeling a bit like... I'm slow to move or is it I'm I am lazy or I'm being lazy well that's where I think it has a a negative kind of like an actual negative connotation where you're you're actually it's like your your inner critic is telling you I'm late you're lazy right you're being lazy right now um and and it's it's like kind of an insult right Mm -hmm. um I'm so lazy. That's what I hear with my clients. I'm so lazy. Why can't I get this shopping done? Or why can't I do these chores around my house? I'm so lazy. Uh, and that's, I think it's, it contributes to like the negative self-talk that some folks have, right? Well, that's really interesting because as you, yeah, I, I kind of, after your short discussion, think it would be more a state of being than a feeling. But in, and as a therapist, you would want to get to the feeling beneath that state of being like, why can't I get these things done? I'm so lazy or I'm being lazy. Sure. So what, what does that, is that you're tired? Like what is the state? Are you relaxed? What? Yes. Like, you know, what is that under, what is the feeling underneath it? Yeah. I was mentioning too, like burnout as well. Like there's a lot of different factors there that can lead to that. Right. Yeah. So, if so again we're going back to the we're still trying to define this thing right so if we were to say a pure state of laziness that's not influenced by these other factors avoidance rebellion burnout exhaustion or relaxation even but actually a lazy state of being um would be something i, I think where someone is is capable of doing something um they're able to do it. Uh, they have the time. They have all the resources necessary, but for for probably selfish reasons, they're choosing not to. I, I mean, I don't know. But is, are you using selfish in a negative way? I mean, yeah, I guess I'm trying to put it in, trying to see what it is that we're talking about if we're talking about pure laziness. Yeah. Uh, I like what you mentioned about you're capable and able, but yeah. you're not doing it right. And you have the resources. Yeah, yeah. Resources like you have things to do. You have a list of goals, but there's a disconnect. You're, you're not executing. You're not following right. through with it. Right. Right. You're, you're not engaging in life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is it temporary or is it long-term meaning like 
um, yeah. I don't know, you have to take the recycling in or something. Yeah. And that day it's on the list. You could, you have the resources, you have the time you're capable and you just don't get around to it. And maybe you read your book instead or whatever, yeah. but then the next day you take it in. So were you being lazy that day? Like sometimes things just don't get done that day. Yes. Yeah, so because other, other things get done. Putting it off or um, forgetting about it or. Right. Yeah. Kind of back to what's kind of causing that. Right. right. That state. Can you be lazy even if you don't have stuff that you're doing? Like, I don't know. Like even if, if it's a weekend day and you've already done everything you need to and you just. <laughs> You don't yeah. fill your day with much. You're kind of, you might sleep in, you might just really take your time to move around. I don't, yeah, I guess yeah. I don't know. Is that, can you be lazy? Like, oh, I just was felt lazy today. Or I think sluggish, or I think just slow moving, or, or I'm not rushing. Or downtime. Downtime. Or but yeah, do you need to have, do you I, need to have stuff you're not doing in order to be lazy? I guess yeah, is my question. I, I think so. But okay. Um, I think there's um, your goals or tasks that are not getting done. Okay. And uh, because you're in this state of laziness, right? Okay. It would be my take on it. Yeah. Like this. But, uh, but what does that have to do? You're not pointing at Joe, you're pointing at Protect the dog. the house. Right? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not sure if it's uh, selfishness, though, because sometimes it doesn't impact anyone else. Like, it's just kind of impacts you and your own personal goals. Yeah, I guess that's 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 true, right? It's not about, not always about taking away from other people's needs or expectations it could just be your own your own state yeah. um i cheated and i just looked it up and the the, def the definition given here is unwilling to work or use energy and i think unwilling is the big part of it right okay i don't want to i don't want to do this yeah so you're um, able to you're capable you have the resources you have the resources but you're unwilling to to execute unwilling to work or use energy okay Mm -hmm. so, so how is that different than like resistance or I'm thinking teenagers yeah. chores comes up a lot. Like, can you empty the dishwasher? Can you take out the garbage? Can you whatever? And it's like, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. It could be laziness. You know, it could is, be multiple ways of yeah. describing it. One of them might be laziness. So would that, that would qualify then? Yeah. I guess so. Well, or is that like, yeah. you know, I think, it, or does it have to be something that's coming from you? So if that, if it's a teenager and they have uh, homework that needs to get done and they're unwilling to do it, to put the energy into it, they could. Yeah. Like there's no other mental health thing going on or. I think that could be laziness as well. But it also could be procrastination. It could be a lot yeah. of things. Defiance, sir. Yeah, I think the, the the rebellious defiance thing, like with the teenager, having one of those right now is very helpful in my illustration here. But uh, it's the rebellion is against me. It's not against the trash or the exactly right. It's an interpersonal thing. So it's like no, I you know, and and we as mental health people view rebellion in, in that age group is being like a way of trying to form identity and have autonomy and that sort of a thing. It's not always super malicious about, I don't, I know I hate my dad or something like that. It's like, oh, I don't have to do things that you tell me to do. So I'm going to, you know, see what happens. I'm going to see what the consequences are. Um, and so again, it's not really so much about the task itself as it is 
you're not the boss of me. I can, I could say no if I want to. Right. Yeah. Um, so I guess now that we work towards that uh, definition, thanks to Webster's dictionary, <laughs> um, I guess as, as therapists, we try to find out why that's happening, right? Like exactly. What's going on under the surface that is leading to that unwillingness, unwillingness, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's that's just what I would start with, and I think it's what we always, what we often do in, in therapy sessions. Someone says, "I am this." Well, what is what does that mean to you? And and when someone says, "I am lazy," that's an identity. That's an identification thing, right? I mean, if they're if that's the way they're presenting it to you, I am a lazy person. They're really identifying with this idea that they just are like, that's part of who I am. Well, what does that mean to you? And what is that really all about? Having a lazy Saturday morning is one thing, but being a lazy person is something different, right? Yeah. I had a client today and he came in and he said, I just don't have that spark right now. I just yeah. don't, I'm having a hard time making it to the gym and, and doing the things that I need to do. Um, so oftentimes he's unwilling to stick it out. He's unwilling to, to do the things he sets out, like the chores and maintenance, and whatnot of his home. Um, but yeah, he mentions, I don't have the spark versus I'm feeling lazy right now. So, which was telling, right? Because mm -hmm. I would say, uh, yeah, laziness is a bit of a negative label, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the perception or negative self-belief, I guess we've talked about that over the course of the podcast. Or you hear that too with, that I just don't have the motivation. I don't yeah. feel like it. Like yeah. I, I, it's interesting this definition says unwilling whereas if you hear a lot of it in our therapy room it'd be teenagers saying like I, yeah i just don't have the motivation or i, I feel I like i can't energy. do it and it's yeah. whereas unwilling puts the ownership on like no you're unwilling to do it it's not that you can't do it um yeah. it's the there's a there's an ownership there in that definition of that laziness in which case that remember there used to be like that the little sign can't and then the little act like it's x'd out like a you know and therapists used to use that like you it's not, you can you're choosing not to yeah. like really emphasizing that responsibility and choice mm -hmm. and so like is that form of kind of tough love do you think that that would help in those circumstances to say, hey, you actually can, like you are able, you're capable, you can do it, you're choosing not to. Yeah. I think sometimes teenagers take that and then it makes them feel um, profanity warning shitty, right? <gasps> <gasps> oh, yeah, I think you gotta be careful with that. I think there you gotta kind of probably empathize or try to get them to feel like, you understand their experience, but also try to be like, what are you going to do about it? You can't just wait for that motivation to come or yeah. it's not, you know, you still have to take action and try to help them realize that. And then if you, if they realize it, actually do it because yeah. Yeah. Cause you have to, yeah. If the train is stopped, you have to get the train moving again before it's full steam yeah. ahead. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's often more to the story, right? Totally. Like, like maybe they're not super passionate passionate about whatever it might be Maybe they're right? exhausted yeah they're exhausted they're fatigued they're not staying up there's a new video game yeah there's yeah. trouble with friends there's whatever yeah i had a, a client i saw i was in college right now and uh he procrastinates and he's used that term lazy um i'm lazy i just don't get it done i, I put it off and then uh, we kind of delved into it a bit and when he was in middle school he um he was actually, he's very smart, very bright, but he actually had to do a bit of homework for the first time. And, but all his friends would go game right after school. So his mom said, 
you cannot game until you're, you're done your homework, right? So he would say, I don't have any homework. And then mm -hmm. so he could game. But once he was done gaming, he would go up to his room quietly and do his homework, right? So one time his mom came into the room and got upset at him saying, you lied to me. You said you didn't have any homework, right? So it created a, a lot of friction there. And after that, he just didn't do his homework. At all. It, at all. So oh. he would just try to do it at school and, and whatnot. But he would say he didn't have homework, he would game, and then he would just do something else. Um, so connection was more important than homework, especially for this, for this, at that time in his life. So there's this pattern and habit that began back then, but because he was so bright, he got through high school, still cruised, but when he came to college, he struggled a bit because he never um, learned those, he never learned those skills. Right. Um, so yeah, it kind of helped provide that, that story there, right. Where those habits or behaviors, uh, how those habits, behaviors were established. That's that's a great story. I mean, it good really uh, illustrates the the point there, and it also talk uh, illustrates the challenge of that parent-child dynamic there, right? Like, sure, sure would have been better if if they would have talked through the you know the timing of this and like, okay, you can gain because that's where your connection time comes, you know. But yeah, but yeah, mm -hmm. but it turned out to be a very negative experience. And then yeah, yeah, he just said no, I'm just not gonna do that. So, mm. Mm. okay. So I think what we're, what we're sort of landing on here is if, if someone is maybe a listener out there says, oh yeah, I'm pretty lazy or I can be lazy or I have been lazy is to try to dig down another layer here and say, well, what, what's, what does that really, what does that mean to you? Like, what's that, what's really going on? Because it might not be you know, the pure laziness of unwillingness, it might be a rebellion or an avoidance or just something that's not a good fit. You know, I, I've, gosh, I've known folks who, you know, sign up for something or they, you know, they're, they're, they've got a certain major in college or something like that. And they're like, gosh, I just don't, I'm just so lazy. What am I, why am I not doing my homework? And diving a little bit into that. It's like, oh, I hate this subject. You know, I, I didn't want to do this in the first place or I felt dragged into it. So mm -hmm. Um, so maybe yeah. it's, maybe the task that you're procrastinating is something that you're procrastinating or, or lazy, um, is really not a fit for you in the first place. Um, so just some poking around in there might be helpful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really investigating where is that unwillingness coming from? Yeah, exactly. And whether or not life choices need to be like other choices need to be shifted because the unwillingness might, I'm just thinking about again, younger clients who kind of get zoned out if they're checking social media, gaming, on Snapchat, TikTok, uh, or adults, TikTok seems to be a real time sucker, but they, yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, their energy kind of gets wasted somewhere else. It gets sucked out of them and then they're not able to do the things that they actually need to do for themselves. Not saying that's always the case, but I think we have to investigate like where is the unwillingness coming from? And is it because there's something else that is like trying to grab your energy? Mm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that investigative work, like, uh, are you yeah. lazy or procrastinating with all subjects or is it just one, one of thing? them? Is it, uh, or other facets <clears throat> of your life? Are you actually really dialed in and, yeah. and put a lot of effort into it? So trying to find uh, some contradictions there. Exactly. Um, how long has the pattern lasted for? So has it been uh, just recently or did it kind of start in, in uh, elementary school or middle school or whatever it might be? 
So just trying to kind of make sense of it a bit, right? Mm -hmm. Because that will help you kind of focus on what the solution might be. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to throw in and, and add one little bit here too, which is that as far as mental health and, and mental illness issues and, and that a lot of this could be masked by that as well. If someone had a, a really debilitating anxiety, for example, and they're like, you know, oh, I need to, I need to call these people to make plans for something, but they're really anxious about talking on the phone. I mean, it might be an anxiety problem more than a laziness problem. And also, uh, you know, as far as energy is concerned, the, the main, um, symptom of depression is low energy. So if you're actually super depressed and have a hard time getting out of bed or, or making um, movements in, in other areas of your life, that could look like laziness, but you could actually be depressed. Yeah, hmm. very good point. Yeah. So something to keep yeah. in mind as far as other, other factors that might kind of be masking as, as laziness, right? Yeah, I think if somebody's like... Um internalizing it as part of who they are, like I am lazy opposed to the, often people just speak that way, but if they no. truly believe me as a person internalized, I am lazy. I think often there's something else going on there versus I am being lazy. Um, that temporary, that's a temporary state and we all are lazy at some point. Yeah. So that could be a clue yeah. that it might be maybe something more or something else going on yeah. yeah or i'm being more lazy than normal or um yeah. you well, know listening to that language i think is important and and helping them with that language to say no you as a person are not lazy yeah yeah it could just be part of the yeah it could be something like depression or it could just be part of the negative self-talk for sure like the yeah. one of the many things that might say to themselves each day right yeah mm -hmm. Um, worked with another client and he says, I'm lazy. And, uh, but what it actually ended up being is he's a bit of a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. So he was aiming for like 96% average in his courses. And if he wasn't able to get that, then he was pretty brutal to himself, right? That he wasn't doing the work he needed to do to get to, get to the that. 96. So yeah. therefore he's lazy. So and you're like, course, you're actually hyperproductive. Yeah. So of course that impacted how we uh, proceeded. Right. Yeah. Um, Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So investigative investigative work a bit there, trying to find out what's going on. Yeah, I think that's important too, because if if the definition is about unwillingness and and um, difficulties with energy to complete whatever it might be, um, we have to take a look at the goal of what they're trying to do, and is that goal actually achievable? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're right. You might not have the energy to get ninety seven percent or the willingness. Like that's because it's unhealthy. That's it? okay. Exactly. Realistic. You're genuinely not capable. Like that, that's not, yeah, that would be bad for you. Yeah. Like maybe the laziness is a protective strategy to calm you down. Yeah. Or back to the burnout. I don't right? know. You know, burnt out. You just not yeah. able to do it. Exactly. Kind of like uh, Vivek Murthy when he talked about loneliness being a signal that, that we need to reach out is laziness actually a signal to say you need to slow down. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. <sighs> this is what happens when we don't have a boot camp in a month. Yeah. Whoa. A little tip of the info is up there. It's like, this is it. This is the time. This is my moment. <laughs> I was thinking about it all night, just like hoping for this moment, <laughs> and it just played out. Wait, let's, let's, uh, let's say that again, Brooke. That was really good. 
Maybe, maybe laziness or the fear of laziness is a signal. No. So Vivek Murthy yeah. in his book together, that was the name of the book, yep. right? Um, yep. Said that he, or he proposed that loneliness is actually like a bodily signal that we need to connect to others, such as if you were feeling hunger, you need to eat. If you're thirsty, you need to drink. If you feel yeah. lonely, you need to connect. And so what I'm proposing is what if laziness is actually a body signal saying you need to slow down? Mm. Yeah. What, 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 what we often yeah. tell ourselves is the exact opposite of that, right? Like if I'm lazy, that means I need to get my ass in gear and get moving on something. But you're saying maybe it's actually the opposite. Maybe we need to reduce the 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 demands on on ourselves or um the expectations maybe it's not 96 percent maybe 81 percent is good enough that sort of thing i think it's a it's almost like a little uh beeper that the battery like there's something here that needs to be paid attention to yeah like, yeah like our speaker not necessarily yeah like, like there's yeah there's something <laughs> whether yeah the slow down could look different it's a slow down and ask yourself how am I doing? And maybe something's going on here. That's a bit deeper. Yeah. Like, yeah, the resistance could actually be your subconscious mind, right? Being like you, you need to stop and you can't keep going like this. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like a lack of synergy or something. You're out of balance. Out of balance. Yeah. That's, that's great. That is, uh, Boy, that that just go, flies in the face of of a lot of American culture. I don't know if it's the same. Probably pretty similar in Canada, but like we've said it before, maybe on this podcast. But in in the states here, busyness is the is the most socially acceptable pathology that we have, right? Like it's 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 a pathology we wear as a badge of honor. Oh, I'm so busy. Look at how busy I am. Look at Oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm too busy, right? And we love we love that here. And and if someone were you know feeling lazy, and that's a, a a sign that I need to actually slow down and cut things back and streamline my life a little bit. That's I think it's an important message, but boy, that's going to be hard for a lot of people to hear. Yeah, I think we do have it here. Maybe oh, yeah, you know, so. to a different level. Um, but between the two countries, I think recently there's been a bit of kickback from younger generations about like that term the grind yeah where you have to like grind it out in your early years or like work super hard to get this like level of whatever and there's been more and more pushback towards that right to say no we're we're not going to do that i'm 15 i'm not working with raptors (laughs) unless you're my niece then you will absolutely work with raptors especially as velociraptors is so dangerous you know yeah yeah oh that's that is great that's yeah just on a random side note because my head just went like kind of related kind of not it was on the spider web i guess but just thinking about american canadian differences a little and like that busyness or like uh dare i say ego the tooting your own horn like you walk into a room and you get to know each other we were in a we were at a wedding recently and um it was interesting not one person that i i didn't know anyone there so everybody's brand new and you're having all these small talk conversations and getting to know everyone 
Not one person asked, what do you do for work? Mm. Which was nice. Isn't that neat? I was like, I don't think that would, I don't know if that would happen where you are, Ryan. But yeah, I think that happens, happens here, here though. As well, yeah. yeah, often yeah. it does. But I thought that was really interesting that it did not, yeah, which I did cool. not ask it and nobody asked it of me. And it was, I was new to everyone. It was unusual for yeah. us to experience that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. For a work centric, right? Mm-hmm. Seems that's to be a, a default. Anyways, that's a, that is a that. pretty yeah. common, pretty common get to know you question here. What do you do? Oh, what do you do for yeah. a living? Yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. Um, I like what, uh, uh, some people, including the, the minimalists, uh, they talk about, instead of asking that question, just asking like, well, what are you passionate about? What are you, you know, yeah. what's, what are you most excited about in your life? Yeah. You know, like, I think that's especially relevant for the youth because youth are often referred to as lazy. At least a lot yeah. of the clients I meet, but, uh, if like, I, again, a lot of client stories today, one fellow is lazy when it comes to English work and math work. But when it comes to mechanical work, he is top of his class. Like he's often like kind of like a teacher's assistant. He's so good at it. Right. So is it laziness or is it just a, kind of a lack of um, interest? Right. Right. Still so I think at that age, yeah, I think yeah. at that age, you want to connect, you want to, you want to develop strong connections with peers. But you also want to, you gravitate towards your passion. You want to find something you're good at. Yeah. And, and when you have that synergy, then things get easy and, and the effort is there. Right. Yeah. But uh, oftentimes you don't have a say in terms of the courses you take. Right. So hmm. it could be a bit of a grind for a lot of uh, youth out there. I do wonder, um, Ryan, I don't know if you know about like laziness studies across cultures, just as we're talking about this. And how busyness is important, or these how common these questions are. What do you do for work, or what do you whatever? Where do you go to school? Um, I'm curious. I wonder if other cultures who aren't so focused on that, if they really use the term lazy, or if the term lazy is different mm. to them, or mm. if people feel that way or identify with the term as much as they do here. Like uh, I really I don't know, but I'm curious about that. I don't know like that more collectivist cultures where it's more focused on the community and going out and working together and doing things i suspect there'd be less laziness Just or they would there. feel less lazy or that they wouldn't identify or use the term i'm also thinking about we had a um a first nation speaker come talk to us at a retreat and she was talking about how part of the culture of getting the community back to um kind of their their ancestry and tying back into beliefs and how they operate but everyone has a role and everyone has a job and everyone has a purpose in their community and and you need to provide that and I'm curious in that context if somebody knows that they have this clear role and what's expected like is there laziness to that is there unwillingness to that is there anyways it's got me thinking I think all human beings, we have an aptitude for certain tra- um, behaviors or certain tasks, yeah, right? Yeah. And either the aptitude is is enhanced or not. It's yeah. based on opportunities and sure. mentorship and, and, and right. whatnot, right? Right. But so, if you like are aligned, yeah. if that makes sense and yeah. you're aligned and that's your purpose and that's how you get back and, and feel connected to your community, like do you, you think that that community then uses that term laziness yeah. as often because it's with us or i'm just thinking 
if I were to think about myself, sure, I go to work, but then I come home. And so my purpose might be helping people healing at work, but then I'm going to come home and I'm going to mow the lawn and wash the dishes and blah, 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 blah. And if I don't do those things, I'm lazy, but I've already served my purpose in the grander scheme of the community. Yeah. So So I wonder, I just, yeah, I'm curious about that or the expectations our culture puts on us. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I suspect that that term is probably not used too often in those circumstances. Because if you have a natural aptitude and that's fostered and supported and gives yeah. you a sense of achievement and accomplishment, then then you're contributing to the well-being of your family and community. Yeah. And that's that's what you've, well-being is all that's a huge part of well-being, yeah. right? Finally and you've served your purpose for the day. Yeah. But if you don't get around to folding the laundry and like yeah. the chores stuff, which I think a lot of the laziness. Mm-hmm labels come to that is yeah. like that daily life maintenance chores is that culturally put out like yeah. where where is that coming from if you've already served your purpose to your grander community and world yeah well, good good point to ask i don't know what i yeah i haven't done any research on the, the cultural stuff but I, I just think of like people in spain right you you work in the morning you come home you take a siesta for a while you go back to work for a while in the afternoon, stay up kind of late, work a 30 something hour work week, take a month off every summer. Like there's, there's just much better work-life balance kind of built into a lot of, a lot of other cultures, a lot of other countries. And uh, I would imagine, I don't know, just, just off the cuff, I would say they, you know, laziness probably isn't so much a, a, a term or, or, or derogatory in any sort of way. They value that balance. Uh, relaxation yeah Yeah, they probably i would assume i I don't know but i would assume that they might have a different word for that state Mm -hmm. that doesn't have the same connotation that it does here yeah but but i think i think it might just be a different word completely yeah because it would be an unwillingness to do something because they've already done it so yeah it might just not be used at all yeah that's true there's not a thing to do but i think if the norm is busyness then of course there's gonna be more laziness because the standard is so high yeah. and it's so celebrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of cultures, especially within the course of evolution, like you work really hard, you work together, but there is also a lot of downtime and connecting and and um, and eating together and whatnot, right? So I don't think anyone would refer to that as laziness. It's kind of the flow of the day. And you can make a pretty strong argument that that flow or rhythm is healthier for us than mm-hmm. the busyness of other cultures like maybe down in the United States or Canada, right? I feel like COVID showed a lot of us that we don't need to be as busy, right? Remember mm-hmm. when the, the world stopped, we're like, whoa, we were like doing everything and busy yeah. and we all of a sudden we're not and we're able to take a slower pace mm-hmm. and really conserve energy. And it was like, ah, mm-hmm. this is like interesting. This. Yeah, it's fantastic. And now that everything's opening up, I mean, personally, I feel urgent all the, like often. Like there's so many things to do all the time. There's an urgency to do them all, an expectation to do them all. Um, it seems like a really fast mm. when it was the norm prior. Okay. So now we're talking about the fact that not only might this concept of laziness be kind of overblown, it actually might be the healthier route. It might be, might be our bodies and our souls telling us we need to slow down and maybe realign our lives in some ways, right? Maybe we're pathologizing something that's actually healthy. Or, and, and I think there could be a slow down there, but I think it also is just a signal to look for something 
behind it. Yeah. Like I know I've definitely struggled with laziness before and you know, it might not have been doing too much, but it could have just been that I was, you know, there's things I was, there's stuff going on there. I was avoiding stuff. There's other feelings there, there, or I may have felt like there was too much to do, whether or not I was doing it, whatever. So a slowdown or just a, an indicator to stop and look maybe. Is it possible that someone's just lazy? <laughs> maybe. I know. It's a, are we overthinking like, it? Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. Yeah, I was just thinking that too. Yeah, <laughs> there. Well, I, I will. I've worked with people too, and I know some people in my social network who uh, maybe, just possibly, yeah. <laughs> they're just feeling lazy and they just need some external motivation or it's more of the behavioral stuff that can get them going, right? I, yes. And I would say that. I think it's actually you, but. <laughs> I would say that that's, that's where, like in the area of procrastination, avoidance, if it is something that is, that is legitimately something that has to be done and you will be better off for doing it, you know, suffering a little bit of pain right now instead of a long-term pain later on, then there are times when, yeah, you just kind of got to kick yourself in the butt and say, okay, I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah. I've got to do my tax. I hate doing my taxes. I try to procrastinate, you know, we've talked through the, this in the procrastination podcast, but like, Sometimes you do just have to say, all right, this is going to be painful for a while. Yeah. But I'm going to try to make the best of it, do it, put on some music, do my work, and uh, and try to struggle through it and get it done, right? Sure. That, that was another interesting part of, of the pandemic, actually, is I heard a lot of people like, through social media and stuff talking about how, oh, there was this one thing that I had to do and I put it off for six months and then I did it and it took me five minutes and I'm so glad I did it, you know? Um, yeah. The, the amount of suffering that people go through being reminded of this. And that that's what it is so, so many times when you're, when you're procrastinating. Oh, I should fold my laundry. I should pay my bills. I should do all these things. And even when you're saying that you're relaxing and, you know, binging something on Netflix instead of doing that, you're not fully relaxing because it's in the back of your head going, ah, you should be doing me. You know, you should be taking care of this thing. Not me. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> not you? No. <laughs> I, not yeah, me. I'm not saying it's a healthy thing, but I'm able to not do anything knowing that there's a lot to do. Uh, but it, it's in some facets of your life. In some facets in of your life. Otherwise, you're dialed in and you work yes, extremely hard. Sure, sure, but. sure. But I also know you know, it can build up and I realize, you know, I got to get stuff done and I'm not whatever, but yeah, I'm definitely not one of those people who, if there's laundry to do, and I haven't done it. I can easily binge watch a show and not feel bad about it. <laughs> it's not the healthiest thing. I just, yeah, I think it's not a good thing, I don't, but I just. That's a great example. Cause to me, I'm like, that's hilarious because you're at home anyway. I know. Like the I keep the washing machine stretches while the, I watch TV. The but washing I don't. machine is washing the clothes. Like you just have to hit the button. I know. <laughs> it's all little things. It's all things. But, but also, I could also, be a case study for everything. Procrastination. <laughs> <laughs> but we're also talking to a woman with a master's degree who's running a business with dozens of people. I mean, you're very motivated accomplished and, people and, and, yeah. and accomplished and all that stuff so it's like maybe maybe it's just like the the small stuff is is yeah. you don't sweat the small stuff it's the bigger things that you want to tackle oh yeah it's true yeah, right, yeah. yeah just figuring out balance and what's yeah anyways there's i know there's more to it different things but anyways yeah 
We won't make this all about you, Joe. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> you're obviously you're not lazy. See, if you were to say I'm a lazy person, I'd be like, "What are you talking about? Look at all that you've done." You know. So that's why. Yeah. This is I can space. be. I can be. But can anyways, be. this is not. But I just think it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's. I wouldn't say it's a defining feature, but I definitely can be lazy for sure. I think anyone can be exactly. obviously. So it's not. Uh, <clears throat> you know i don't know yeah yeah what can't be or can't feel even you know you might be juggling 300 things but uh you feel like you should be doing 301 and then you feel like you're lazy right yeah mm. what's uh what's the book about? is it james clear uh, power of habits is that the good habit book that's james duhigg is the power of habit oh okay there's another habit book as well but that was James Clear. But yeah, there's some good books out there that can help you establish habits when it comes to some- James Clear's Atomic Habits, isn't it? Atomic Habits, that's what- You just got to read it. Yep. Yeah, you just have to read it. <laughs> yeah. You just have to read it, yeah. It's kind of getting the yeah. tools, but doing the work. Yeah, I think I liked it. Atomic Habits. I thought that was uh, well-written, yeah. Yes. If you're going to choose between the two, go with Atomic Habits. It's great, great stuff to talk about not just uh it's about developing systems and routines in your life that will help you to accomplish things and that's that's where the the good habits come from like you already have a morning routine add a couple things to it and make uh make your life more productive by just kind of having a regular routine yeah, yeah it's great stuff okay all right i think we've i think we've exhausted this topic this was not a lazy podcast. Everyone was working really hard. Lots of different directions. But I'm unwilling to conserve any more energy or to give any more energy to this topic. <laughs> so. Okay. Now laziness will begin. Uh, we will end for the night. And, and I guess that'll be it. So like and subscribe wherever you find podcasts. And join us again sometime in the future. And good night, everybody. Bye. Oh, my God.